Vitamin water. Mm-hmm. It's the best. What kind do you like? Uh, well, I haven't bought it in a long time, but I would just get the basic, like, I like the orange and oh, wow. we don't do orange. the lemonade. We do pomegranate a lot. That's good. The one, the ones I would get are the ones that have no sugar, obviously. So they don't, yeah. they don't have Vitamin many flavors. Water zero. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. I haven't bought it in a while though. That was like always a staple I would get at the, uh, BJ's wholesale out here. <laughs> and Which you is, just haven't been going there because you moved. I mean, it's not that far away from me, but yeah, I haven't needed to buy much in bulk lately. So yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been getting my vitamins. That sucks. What, what do you get your vitamins from now? Well, so I, uh, <laughs> this is, besides, happen- this is happening. Besides the uh, glass of scotch that you're drinking. Yeah. That's my vitamin. That's my true vitamins. But, uh, this is stupid. This is a stupid story to start with. So, I would buy those gummy multivitamins because I'm a child and I want to chew my vitamins. I don't want to, like, take a pill or whatever. And uh, so, it's like eating candy. But... There's nothing wrong with eating candy. No, of course not. But the I've made the mistake now twice of when I'm I've been traveling a lot and taking those with me and leaving them in my car where they just melt into a giant glob single blob of multivitamins that I can't get out of the bottle. <laughs> you like put your tongue down the hole and lick it to get your vitamins. I mean, I tried I tried scooping it out with like a fork cuz I was like, like chipping at it. Yeah, cuz like I was like, "Oh, I'll just cut off like what I think was a little bit of a dose what or if, something. <laughs> what if the different vitamins, uh, like le- um, volume of different vitamins in the one single vitamin got mixed up? Yeah. So you got too much. Yeah. Vitamin D in one bite. I know that's, that's da- it sounds that's, dangerous. That's why I like haven't really been. I I still have it because I can't. I threw the last one away and I was like it hurt because I bought these and didn't even use them, and now I have another bottle of them. That was like brand new that it happened to, <laughs> and I still haven't thrown it away. But yes, I had that exact same thought. It's like, am I getting a screwed up like, dose of like iron or something? <laughs> so yeah, hilarious. That's a that's a public service announcement for gummy multivitamins. Don't leave them in your car where it gets hot. I can hear the uh, the lawnmower in the Oops. background of your. Sorry. Yeah. PSA announcement. Yeah. Someone's cutting the grass. Yeah, I don't know Anyways, why they decided to do it now in the late evening. In the, in the heat. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm going to get my sweat out today. Yeah. But uh, what's up? Traveling and eating vitamins, I guess, huh? Yeah, I've been traveling a lot, which uh, I think the last few episodes have been pretty consistent of me not playing too much. But... uh. Is that going to continue with this episode? No, I mean, I got one new thing, and we can jump right into that. This is uh, the With Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave to talk about games. And uh, the the most, the most newest hotness is Deathloop. Well, I want to do something first. Oh, okay. Before you jump into Deathloop. Okay. I want to, I want, I want to break the ice a little bit. All right. 
It's been a while. The and multivitamins I didn't break the ice. I got some trivia for you. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I can't. I can't. Don't act so excited. I can be good at trivia, and I can be very bad at trivia. So. It's it's fun. It's fun. Okay. Listeners can play along. That's that's the plan. Okay. All right. Question number one. Uh, these are video game related questions, by the way. I would hope so. Because this is a video game podcast. Yeah. Okay. What is the name of the final course of all Mario Kart video games? Let's go. Wait, what you is, got? does this have a real answer? Uh, yes. Rainbow Road? That's correct. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Is that true? I don't know. That's what the trivia question said. So okay. So I'm going with yes. Hmm. I have problems with that question, but okay. Do you know what the money is called in Fortnite? V-Bucks. There you go. You're pretty good at this. Video game master. What was the first Nintendo console that used optical discs? Oh, shit. It can't be the GameCube. It's absolutely the GameCube. Oh, I thought it was a trick question. Nope. Okay. You thought the first one was a trick question, too. Yeah, I did. Well, I do still think the first one was a trick question, but yeah. Okay. What was the best-selling video game in December of 2017? Ooh, what was 2017? It's this either more it's ob- GTA 5 or Minecraft. It's uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare oh. World War Two. Oh, what? <laughs> really? That was I'm surprised actually. That was probably just the one that released in 2017. Yeah. Okay, what was the first video game in the world called? Uh, well, it was something before Pong, I think. Uh, Pong is the answer that this trivia has. What the if there's fuck? There's an actual. There's an actual like. Yeah, the, I think the official one was some really weird thing that was not like re- it wasn't like a release it wasn't like a market release but yeah okay uh what 2014 game gives you the name douchebag (laughs) what uh you have played this game is it wait it gives you the name douchebag that's correct is it the fourth saints row it is south park stick of truth Oh, I yeah, I definitely wouldn't have remembered that. But I did play that, you're right. Uh I have some more. The most popular sports video game of all time is named after which former professional coach? John Madden. There you go. I like it. Now I have a question I also have a problem with that. Is that the most popular sports game? I thought FIFA was like massive. Uh, maybe in most recent, I still think, I still think Madden's pretty good. It's probably like the last couple years that Madden took a downturn because, oh, I don't, I don't know. Not a quality, not a question of quality. I, I'm just, Madden is very exclusively an American thing. You know, FIFA, FIFA is worldwide. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could be this, this trivia stuff. I could just could be terrible, you know, (laughs) but all right, what's the best vid- selling video game of all time? We'll end with this one. Oh no, Minecraft. 
that's a that's what the answer is on here. So I, okay, maybe it is correct. I think that's true though. That that was why I guessed. Like I thought that other one was going to be a trick question because Minecraft is like so stupidly successful in terms of numbers, and so is GTA Five. <laughs> GTA Five available for every system ever. Yeah, <laughs> and it got like remastered or something recently. I think mm-hmm. for the new consoles. It was in the most recent PlayStation, um, like bestsellers, like upcoming game. No, upcoming games for PlayStation oh, Five, okay. like yeah. presentation thing they did. So I want to clarify the Mario Kart thing. Okay, like, the way that those games have worked since I remember is you pick a series of four races every time. Yeah, and they don't all end with Rainbow Road. Only certain cups end with Rainbow Road. Would it be the final cup, though? Maybe. Like the the last star cup or whatever it Maybe. is. Maybe. Yeah, that might be that might be it. There's th- yeah, I don't know. There's three of them in Mario Kart 8, I guess, right? Well, Mario Kart 8 has, like, remastered mm-hmm. versions of old tracks, so... Yeah, and I'm just trying to think, like, there's been more than three Mario Karts, but they could have just chosen not to pick some of the rainbow roads for yeah. some of them. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad. How did I'm I do? Did you keep track of my score? I No, but you did great. Yeah. You did I so think good. I, you're I, think all, I passed. You're a winner in my heart. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. So I also want to propose a new thing for our episodes. Okay. Um, I want to run down the games that we're going to talk about at the beginning of the episode. I actually and then... just thought about this, too. Yeah. You agree? You're sure. in agreement? Yeah. Okay. And then we could even decide the order right now so that people could skip around if they wanted to or not. If I don't know. If <laughs> now we're really to. doing things on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we could start with Deathloop since it's the hot newness, new hotness. Yeah. Um, I would like to talk Axiom Verge two. Yep, because because we, we both completed that. Beat that yeah. And then, do you have anything else? Uh, not really. Okay, so then we will proceed with Alien Isolation, which I have played close to half of. Okay. Um, No More Heroes three on the Switch, which I completed. Mm-hmm. And Sea of Thieves. Which uh, I've spent a good time uh, playing with Josh in the last couple weeks. Yeah. So let's kick it off with Deathloop. How do you like it? I think it's awesome. Um, no surprise there. Yeah, I unanimous like uh, glowing reviews across the industry. So I want to push back on that a little bit. Uh, I do think it's great, and I I am really liking it. But perfect, giving it 10 out of 10s and stuff, this is why review numbers are stupid. No, it's not perfect. (laughs) No way. One of the interesting things that I heard about it was on the Min Max podcast. Mm -hmm. They said that, I think it was both IGN and GameSpot Mm -hmm. gave it a 10. And there's only been six other games. Yep in the history of video games that have gotten mm-hmm. a 10 out of 10 from both publications. So that's pretty wild. And, and that's why I think like this one being the one to like be in that weird pool of games is like really odd. 
It's really odd. Because, like, I don't think this game is approachable for the average person in any way. <laughs> uh, which which I would say, like, to, to be a game that is, quote, perfect, I think it has to probably appeal to, like, literally everybody that plays games. And some of those examples on that GameSpot and IGN group, I think, did. Way more than Deathloop, at least. You think Metal Gear Solid 4 appeals to everybody that... Yeah, because you could play that game without without playing them and probably still enjoy it. And that game is more like watching a movie. <laughs> it's not really like playing a game. No, but I think gameplay-wise, like... I don't know. This is, this is all... Uh... Just reiterating how dumb the number system is yeah, because it's it it's is. your interpretation of the number system that you're saying a perfect game is ten, and yeah, like, like I'm why, thinking what, of the, like why score it that way if that's not what it's considered, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That's why the number system is dumb. They're I stupid. Guess. Yeah, because I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider. I like perfect is unattainable. I know. So, so when you give something a hundred one hundred percent score, what does that even mean? Well, I I like that a thing can get. I would I would hand out I would hand out tens even though I think games aren't perfect. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? But like that's where that's where like whenever whenever publications do it, like things that people like look to and whatever, it's not it's not just some person. You know, it is a person's opinion, I guess. But like people, they we 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 are talking about that now because it was an IGN and Gamespot thing, right? Yeah, I I wonder like how publications even arrive at that sometimes. Like one person writes the review, does the one person get to decide on that, or no, is it like an it agreed upon get, thing? Yeah, it does have to be an. It agreed gets upon passed thing. around. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's an interesting thing. But like I would not need to ha- have a perfect game. I don't think that exists, and I would no. still be doing out tens. And the fact that. This game got it compared to some other games. That I think um, that's like, probably my issue because I, I don't were on th- that I list. don't think it's the best arcane game. Like that's that's well, my problem right there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like so we're starting. This is like weirdly taking a negative turn. I think this is a really good game. I'm I'm, <laughs> yeah. lo- I'm loving this game. I don't really have any issues with it. I just don't think in the now arcane oeuvre. It is not the best one, and thus it shouldn't have got those scores. Like, I think Prey is the best arcane game. Like, hands down, it's the best one, in my opinion. And I want to start off by saying, if you are interested in Deathloop, you should play Prey first. Prey is a way more interesting game. Uh, And it does all of these things and, like, more. It does more. It has a good story. The setting is really cool. Um, But... Anyway, Deathloop. Deathloop is really awesome, and I think it's um it's much more like Dishonored. Like it has very similar abilities to Dishonored. Uh, the only thing I'd say it's like a blend between like Dishonored and Prey because there's more gunplay in Deathloop now too, and there's a lot of like really weird abilities on guns, and the guns are much more of a focus. It's more of a like shooter than it is like a stealth game like Dishonored. Can I is. ask? what the similarity to prey is because i was under the impression that, that was like an alien puzzle well they all fighting p- game no no well what do you mean puzzle what i don't know i guess i guess 
the thing that I think I I haven't paid attention to the, a lot of the discourse on Deathloop. That Min Max episode that I talked about, I only listened to like the first ten minutes of, so I don't even know like yeah. what people think of this game really. Besides your opinion that you're giving me right now, and we haven't even talked about this like in text or anything. So yeah, my understanding of the game and why it's been received as highly as it has is because the loop concept of the game is something that's innovative in the way that it is kind of like a repeatable gameplay scenario, uh, sort of like mm, Hitman or something like that, and the game is built around that. And is that what Dishonored and... Well, so uh, I guess Prey are too. I guess the reason I'm comparing them is because the gameplay and like general level layout and your abilities and stuff are all the same. Like, okay, like the Dishonored system, the, the this type of game where it's like here's a map and here's all these like totally different ways of approaching your objective. Yeah, that pa- different paths through this this uh, gameplay scenario. Yeah, like that's a that's a genre. Like, that's what the Deus Ex games are. That's what all of Arcane's games are. That's what Bioshock kind of is. Um, Ooh, so Bioshock. It, really? Bi- Bioshock is like a, a tangential comparison because they all have origins. All the people that make all of these games have origins going all the way back to, like, Thief and Deus Ex and stuff um, where they they make these... It, I'm trying to avoid the genre because I recently saw people saying like we shouldn't call it this, and I totally agree because it means nothing. But it's the immersive sim genre. It doesn't okay. it doesn't mean anything, but that's what gets applied to all of these games, and they are all really similar, like in terms of like approaches to like design and stuff. And so well, I am also playing an immersive sim. If we are uh, <laughs> if we're going down that route, what? Because I definitely think Alien Isolation is that no. If, uh, no, I wouldn't agree with that. I that that okay. my, now now I could maybe like hear that logic. Like I think I know where you would go with that. But in terms of like comparing that game to like all the other ones, it might be. Oh, a well, I'm not do. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I just I just uh, I'm just I saying just, that's yeah, yeah. That's like the agreed upon like list of games <laughs> is is like that fall under this terminology because all of these people at these studios like started in one place and like okay. sp- and spun out and started making similar games with different studios and stuff. And so back to the the my original question though is Deathloop were is there not a like time yeah uh thing so, here that that like like makes it unique compared to the other arcane or immersive sim games I guess, or whatever I guess the I hell just, we're talking about. Yeah, I right guess now. I would just look at that. I would look at that like the framework of the game as you're repeating stuff in Deathloop. The the framework is different than all of them, but like Dishonored and Prey are different frameworks also. Prey is a giant open map where Dishonored is like discrete levels. But they are basically very similar games. <laughs> so um, do you not think that the framework, I guess, as you describe it, is what people are latching onto as well, the thing that's fresh and the reason the game's getting ten. In the same way that Breath of the Wilds, Wilds framework was go anywhere, do anything, and that's why this game is amazing because, like, 
I mean, I think it, Deathloop is it's really cool. It's not unique. I mean, Outer Wilds did what Deathloop does. Okay. Um, Majora's Mask did what Deathloop does. <laughs> like it's that that it's that kind of system where like yes you are repeating things and whenever you when you go to thing when you when you go to a map at a certain point something might be different and you will be repeating that over and over and over trying to like piece together what is actually going in the world going on in the world and and over time figuring out a plan of action to kill all of these uh these targets which again that's where it goes back to being like dishonored because you're trying to take yeah. down a, an explicit group of people. The thing with Deathloop is they kind of set it up like like a rogue game, but it's not really that hardly at all, um, where you have one day, and there's four stages to the day, and there's four maps, and you can go to any one of those maps at any point in the day up to four times, and then the day will reset, and you do it all again. So you could go to, there's like a city level called Updom. You could go to Updom in the morning on one playthrough. On the next one, you could go there at noon. In the next one, you could go there in the afternoon and then night. And then there's four levels you can do that with, with all, like in all times of the day. With the objective being to kill someone in each um, level. So the reason I compare it to Outer Wilds and I'm, I'm, honestly shocked I haven't heard many people compare it to that is because in Outer Wilds you're on a time loop in that game of like a 20 minute cycle and you have this giant solar system not giant but big solar system to explore in those 20 minutes and as you explore that solar system you are gathering information and you're learning things about what happens at what time in that cycle Deathloop is exactly the same thing like you go to the uh, the one area, the complex, which is where this giant machine on the map is the thing that is controlling the loop. You go to the complex in the morning, and you poke around, and you maybe kill the target that's there or a target that's there because it can change. Um, you dig around the map. Some, some parts of the map might be open or locked off because it's whatever time of the day, and you're just gathering intel. And, like, collecting that intel that the game handles for you. It, like, lists out, oh, something happened at this time at the complex, blah, blah, blah. And it just compiles all that information for you because then eventually the idea is that you're going to kill all of these targets in one day. So you have to be able to do it in one day. You're not killing one, letting a day reset, and then killing another because that's not accomplishing the goal. The goal is to... Yeah. And when the this, day resets, the yeah. guy would be alive that you just killed yeah, in, the last, yeah. in and, the last period. And the reason the loop is continuing is because they are the one, like they are like tied to the loop, I guess. And as you kill, they're called visionaries. As you kill them, the the loop's stability starts to crumble, deteriorate. Yeah, and so that's why you have to do all of them in one day, and. If you don't, it resets and you have to do it all over again. So, like, the game okay. is you trying to figure out the perfect scenario to kill everybody run. in one day. Yeah. Which is really so cool. Here's where, I, here's where I was getting jacked up. I'm still conflating, confusing, conflating. I'm still confusing. 
Outer conflating. Worlds with Outer Wilds. Did I say Outer Worlds? Uh, no, I think you said Wilds, but... Okay, it's Outer Wilds that I'm talking about. I might have fucked yeah. up. Yeah, it's Outer no, I think Wilds. It was, it's me. It's my misinterpretation of... Yeah. But anyways, keep going. And you like the game. I love the game. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I like I'm having a blast like figuring that out. Like Outer Wilds was great because um it loosely that game was really hard and I still highly recommend that game. That was like really high on my game of the year list. Outer Wilds is really hard. I I think that's a difficult game to grasp and understand what you need to do. And I think they like updated it after the fact because that was a pretty big criticism of the game. Yeah. Um, Deathloop does it really well. It does it a lot better in terms of like tracking how to accomplish the game. Like it's actually pretty linear if you want it to be. Yeah. Like uh, it'll just, you just like look at your list of here's something I haven't totally investigated yet. You, you track that and then you just go do it, you know, and then it'll like, fill in the gaps as you complete that task and it'll just lead you by the nose to that point if you want it to um if you want you could turn that off and just figure things out yourself i haven't done that because i explore the hell out of those games anyway so like a a waypoint being on the map doesn't distract me from like looking at other stuff yeah so but that's the that's the framework of the game and one of those visionaries that is trying to stop you from doing this is uh, the girl Juliana that's on like the all the she's been on all the marketing and promotion for the game. She's trying to stop you, and that's like a really new thing. That that's a new thing for Arcane specifically. It's kind of like Dark Souls where she invades your game, um, and she's trying to stop you from like killing these visionaries. And that that player, the Juliana, can be taken over by a player, like a real person, which is really cool. <laughs> I think that's really awesome. Uh, I've done a little bit of it so far. I would say that the game is a little janky in that regard because, like, networking is bad, which is frustrating. Um, but when it works, it's really, it's really intense because... You don't know if it's a player or if it's the AI, as, assuming you leave everything on by default. You can you can set it to be just AI if you want, if you don't want to engage with any of that stuff. Yeah. You can also set it to just be friends. So, like, people on your friends list are the only ones that could potentially invade you, yeah. which I think is really fun, too. Um, but I think that part is so cool. It It is like... Like, whenever you're in a map and there is a visionary there, like, you know when there's going to be one there. But, like, after a certain period of time, if you spend too long, which is you're always almost going to spend too long in the map, if you're there too long, it leaves you then open to being invaded by Juliana. And you don't know if it's a player or if it's the AI. Yeah. And, like, all it will say is Juliana is on the hunt. And, like it locks you out from escaping the level. You have to do a thing to escape the level, which I think is really smart. You have to get to a certain point and, like, activate it, and then you can escape, Um, which means they can just, like, camp that, kind of, and, like, come up with traps and hide and do all this stuff. And uh, it's really cool. I I think that feature is really cool. Um, I would say, like, so far the game, it's a little... Like, when, whenever you play against another person with their, like, gameplay, it feels a little weird. 
because this is the first time they've done something like this. So you have a machete in that game that you just hack the shit out of people. Yeah. And whenever you use the machete against, like, Juliana or Colt, if you're playing as her, it's pretty easy <laughs> to, like, kill them. Um, and it, So the hit detection's broke is what you're saying? It seems to be a little broken, yeah. Like, because if you get a backstab, that's an immediate kill, kind of like Dark Souls. And I was playing last night as Juliana, and I killed the the player twice by just swinging my machete at them they were doing the same thing they were trying to do the same thing and i was like facing them but the animation turned into me backstabbing them so i killed them immediately and that happened yeah. two times <laughs> like it and, and you're you have to kill like as like enough that you notice it it's kind of me- messed up yeah and like i've had feedback like from others that that works the same way and like so it's it's kind of goofy because, like, we were trying to shoot each other when we first found each other, and then he almost killed me, so I ran away and, like, hid for a little bit. And he knew where I was somehow, and as soon as he got to me, we're just, like, swinging our machetes at each other, and it looked real stupid because we're just, like, backing up and trying to get in and hit each other, and then, like, I just got lucky, I think. Yeah. But uh, but still, it was fun. Like, it didn't matter. It was still fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean that that game is really cool. I I think it's awesome. I I don't really have any problems with it. Like starting off, I just I don't think it. Like I said, I think Prey is a better arcane game, but uh, and it didn't get any recognition at all. <laughs> um, but Deathloop, I'm I'm kind of glad well, Deathloop is getting a lot of recognition because I feel like Arcane has been on the cusp of not being a real thing anymore for a while. Cause none of their games are successful. So hopefully I was going to say, is. I feel like Deathloop had the full, uh, like force of the marketing machine totally. behind it. Totally more than any of it's their been, other games. Yeah. It's been in literally every like upcoming games presentation to, to the point of being every, annoying. I think. Yeah. 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 From, from every like console, from PC is on Xbox is on PlayStation. It's technically like it's, not on Xbox yet, but it will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's only so, on PlayStation like I've, and PC right now. I've seen way more of that game than I have any of the other arcane games. And I'm, I'm guessing they probably made it a point to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Funny enough. Um, like going back to, I forget what I was talking about. Yeah. Like death loop, not really being approachable. I think it's overwhelming. Like it's it's really overwhelming in terms of like what you're supposed to be doing and how the systems work and stuff. I think it it does a good job. The tutorial is good. Like it like the first 2 hours of that game are like a tutorial. And so it really holds your hand on like how weird of a thing it is. But like when 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 they take the the training wheels off it's kind of like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> what, what what do I do now? Um. So you kind of yeah, you don't you don't think like Breath of the Wild is like that? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not saying other games don't do that. It's just, I'm just saying Breath that of... sometimes that openness is as much of a, uh, like 
selling point as it is a intimidation factor. Well, I think Breath of the Wild it works because that literally is an open world map and it and there's like no punishment to doing anything wrong like in any order, you know? Like it it's kind of it- except for dying and like get like going across, coming across a goblin camp that, like, but you, you learn are from, way under level. You learn to... from that, right? Like, then you just don't go that, to that area again. Where, like, where, like, Deathloop, I think you're you're parsing a lot of information in Deathloop, like, at all times. I, yeah. I think, like, like look at this gigantic list of text <laughs> of like all the things that you've learned, and then. How does that apply how, to the game that you're playing? And like, how do I make progress? And like, how am I ultimately getting to the? Because, because frankly, I am still concerned on how it all comes together. Yeah. Like, how do I know when I can kill everybody? I I think yeah. it's probably going to tell me because it's been pretty explicit with other stuff. But I I just think probably getting going in that game, like, I don't know, I could be wrong, but it does feel pretty overwhelming. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if, like, your opinion on that will change. I mean, I'm, like, past that point now. Like, I know what I need to do. So, I don't know. I don't know. You don't I think mean, it could all come together at the end in a way that you're just like, oh, my God, what an amazing experience oh, this no. is and the best game ever. I think it already came together. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just yeah. mean when it starts. When, when, you, when you start with, like, the blank slate of that game... I didn't really know where to start. Yeah, <laughs> is, is all I'm saying. Um, yeah. and and even then, like you can get into a situation where like you're not making any progress. Like I yeah. I think it would be really easy to spin your wheels in that game. Um, so I don't know. Well, the premise, the premise of it, and accomplishing that premise sounds like something that would leave a lasting like impression in my brain that would like in in the same way I'm going to make wild jumps here that's how my mind works I apologize okay but in the same way that like solving the puzzle of Oberdin mm-hmm. was was amazing or the same way of like completing Dark Souls like you you get this yeah. reward of like damn I'm a badass yeah and I think it's going to be that yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah. speculating. I, I I'm, I'm not I'm, playing the game. I'm so. I'm excited to see it all come together for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like uh I do really I think the story is really cool. I think the setting is I the setting is kind of whatever. Um but I like the characters. Uh think it looks great. So, yeah, I mean, it's doing a good job of keeping me interested in like why why you're here what exactly is going on with the looping thing. It's very weird. Like the premise is very weird. Like it, the idea, this isn't a spoiler. It's just what the game is. Um, the idea is that all of these, I'm assuming very rich people came to this Island to just live forever, essentially. But the sacrifice of living forever is that they are just repeating the same day over and over. And most of them don't know that. So the only only the people that know that are the visionaries, the ones that you're trying to kill. Yeah. So um that that is Yeah, it sounds it sounds cool. That's a very strange like setting for a game, I think. 
and obviously, you know, that leads into like why it, it's a run based type kind of thing and whatever. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think it's awesome. So and and if anybody's playing it and has not played Outer Wilds yet, Outer Wilds is so cool and is of similar experience. Just not a con- there's no combat in that game. It's more of a just figure out why this loop is happening and how to stop it. Yeah, I got to add some games to my wish list on Steam. Outer, yeah, I think I, Outer Wilds actually is finally on Steam, but it should be on Game Pass, actually. It's how I played it. I think I'm going to cancel Games Pass. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, you, I, I guess I, you, I, mentioned, I, you mentioned that last episode, I think, actually. I always get tempted to buy the games anyways, yeah. like to support them, so yeah. I don't know. Anyways, uh, cool. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I'm excited. I'll, I will play that this year. Um, have you, I just have you played any of their games? No, that's what I mean. I need to add some games to my wish list on Steam. Yeah. Because I have, once I got my PC, uh, certain games have more appeal to me than they did playing on PlayStation. Yeah. Like mouse and keyboard changed my, uh, yeah. just changed my, my playing a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I have a game that we both finished, we both liked. Oh my God. <laughs> What's that mean? What a good game. Axie Verge 2? Yeah. Uh, can we talk spoilers a little bit? Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, there's not... <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I guess like I'm going <laughs> to jot down spoiler warning for Axiom Verge 2. As <laughs> as much as that would mean anything. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the joke kind of, is that it doesn't mean anything because... Yeah. Because in in a lot of ways this you know axiom verge the first game was a metroidvania a metroid game specifically yes axiom verge 2 is a castlevania game more like castlevania than anything yeah which i think is an interesting design choice yeah. um in itself but yeah how how did you feel about the game on the whole after after finishing i, lo- we'll I loved story, it i thought I it was so awesome i i th- do you think it was better than the first game yeah i do Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, ha- explain, explain. I'm very nostalgic for the first game, obviously, um, but I think the I think the stuff with the breach and the drone, and how you had to like really screw around with that in like kind of obtuse ways to like make progress towards the end of that game. I thought it was awesome. Like I thought it was yeah. I thought it was really fun to explore and that's that's the main thing of these kinds of games is exploration. So like Yeah, so I to just enjoy what he's to clarify what he's talking about. Uh this game gives it kinda is like deal, playing with this alternate dimension type of thing. Yeah. And you're you get a drone that can explore areas that a normal human couldn't uh, like exist in yeah, and so it kind of has like overlapping maps, yeah, where you are like zapping in and out of like these you know these traditional two D Metroidvania maps. Like you'll be exploring one area and you'll access a portal that will take you to the same exact spot on yeah as if the other map as if the map was laid over itself yeah yeah, and so you start the game starts to play with that with that concept <clears throat> excuse me sorry and 
you know, you get to the point in the end where you're, that's how you're progressing. You're like trying to find ways to jump back and forth. Yeah. And I agree. It is super interesting and it feels innovative. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, you technically, so like you technically do that in symphony of the night. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that was a really big feature of symphony of the night. It's not like a brand new concept. No, no, but it's applied. uh, It's applied. Interesting. Really cool here. In Axiom Verge. Yeah. I want. What's the uh, old RPG that everybody loves? Um, <laughs> hmm. Time. It's the one with with going back and forth in time. Chrono Chrono Trigger. Oh, I feel like Chrono Trigger does that too. Yeah, with their yeah. RPG Technically, map. Chrono Trigger does that. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I don't. I'm I'm very torn on how I feel about this game compared to the first one. Mm. Uh. I like, I like the premise of like both games. Like you, you are exploring this world where, you know, every you don't you don't ever find answers. It's only more questions. Yeah, there really are type no of answers. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's kind of what drives you. Like what drives me forward a lot is like I just want to know what's going on here. You know what I mean? I did too with and this I, one specifically. Yeah, I feel like the first one did such a good job of like giving you stuff to grab onto to make your own interpretation of what was going on. And my final interpretation was like this really cool story. Mm -hmm. And this game, I feel like didn't do that at all. Like it kept giving you questions and questions and questions. And then at the end, it just kind of ended really fast. And it was like kind of bleak in, in that, um, it was in that it didn't offer, like, I mean, the first game doesn't tie things into a nice bow either, but it just didn't offer, like, any sense of resolution. It left more open, I think, than it left anything closed. Yeah. Um. And so, like, when I when I examined my own, like, how I felt about the game, I was like, well, I loved playing it. There was never, there was never a moment of me playing that I was, like, disappointed in anything or... Or, like, it was awesome to play. I had so much fun playing. But when I, like, think about, did it, did it matter how, what my interpretation of the game was, it, the ultimate answer is kind of no. And it's hard for me to feel strongly about the game as it, as I did with the first one, because I like that about the game to be able to deliver that, you know. That narrative punch, I guess. Um, yeah. So I felt like when I finished it, when you beat that game, it literally just ends. <laughs> there's, there's like nothing. There's like a weird cutscene, and it's like the the town blew up, and then I walked away, and I did something else. Yeah, it's like what the the final like. Yeah, and and there's and then a, it plays the credits. <laughs> yeah, and it, and there's so many questions about like what exactly was this world and who what happened to your daughter and what happened to wh- you what what happened to are you are you alive and, still yeah and like what, were you dead the entire time yeah like what happened like, to like what actually even occurred in this world and like why did you do how any is it of connected this? to the first game yeah so um I think that he is almost certainly planning a third game. Because my my ideas for this narratively is it's just, you know, it's the second of a at least a trilogy. And yeah. so it's kind of just bridging the gap 
of stuff. Yeah. And um, I don't know that – I think we talked a little bit that, like, it might be set before the first game. Yeah, I could see him, like, not caring about offering – And that, too. But, anything. But I, but I do think <laughs> I do think there's, like, enough, like, crumbs of, like, how it could potentially all wrap up. Yeah. Because the – That's th- what made me, like, drive to – like answer what was going on in the first place. Yeah. Like there is a whole bunch of stuff to kind of like, there is a ton of story. There's a ton of like text files and things do happen. And it's like, I don't know. It just was kind of weird. It left me like a little unsatisfied in the conclusion and that sucks, but it also was an awesome game that I recommend playing. Yeah. I mean like thinking back on it, like when I first when I first saw credits, I was like, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, really? That's how this ends. But, uh, but also like after that, that, that like only lasted for uh, two five minutes. minutes. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. really worry about that at all because I just don't like, I want that. And I like the sto- I like the world and the universe that is set up because it's really fucking weird. Like it's really yeah. weird. And the, the, uh, the idea of like all these parallel dimensions and stuff like that, that stuff always sounds so hard to pull off. And I think he does pull it off in these like relatively tiny games. And, um, I, I just, I just walked away with it being like, well, I can't wait to see where it goes from here because I would be absolutely shocked if there is not another one. Absolutely. So like, what shot. if there isn't? I mean, if there isn't, then okay, I guess. That feeling of I can't wait to see where it goes from here is ultimately one of well, so emptiness. I'm somebody, <laughs> so I'm somebody that really likes mystery of well, stories, and yeah. and so like sometimes I like in hindsight, I would rather something left. I would rather things were left totally open ended, like, um. I love I'm I can't recall if this came up on 2v1 or anything but like I love Battlestar Galactica. I've watched that show so many times. And every time I watch that show as it's wrapping up, I'm like, "Man, I wish there were no answers." Cuz like all the stuff leading to this is so much better. And like and like thinking about it and not People knowing People said the same thing about Lost. Oh yeah, Lost is I that ruined Lost for me. I don't like yeah. Lost. I think it's a bad show because of how it ended. Like, I don't feel that way about Battlestar, but there's always that, like, as that show starts to ramp up and they start to, like, No, I, fill I in know the what gaps. you mean. I agree. Yeah, like, so... I had that problem with some of the later seasons of Game of Thrones. Oh. I just feel like I didn't need all those ends tied up that the show kept tying up. But, yeah. regardless... So I would be okay I, with that, with Axiom Verge, I guess, is yeah, ultimately yeah. what I'm saying. Um. Because I do really like imagining what was happening in that game. Like, I think that there is some larger thing about uh, AI. Like that that is a that is a game about, or that is now a series about the dangers of AI. Yeah. <laughs> because those those huge like in the first game, it was the Rusalka like the giant the the thing on the cover of the first game and there's a bunch well, of the other machines ones. were all that were left in the first world because 
something or someone killed all of the living things in the world. Right. In this game. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were we going to say? In this game, in this game, we learn explicitly that the one giant AI thing, the weird looking, um, I forget what that thing is. It's like a Sumerian thing. I think it's on the cover of the second game. Um, yeah. we learned that it explicitly forced the people of this world to go to war with other people. Like it convinced them to go to war with another group of people and they all killed each other. <laughs> like they basically wiped each other out. And I think that's fascinating. Like I, I feel like that is the overarching theme is that there is some other, uh, in another dimension in the universe, in that dimension, it's just these giant machines that are, like, manipulating the alternate dimensions for their goals. And, like, what is that goal? And, like, that's, that is why I thought it was really cool, because you could, like, kind of piece that together from the first game, but, like, the first game does have an explicit antagonist. So yeah. So like, like it's the story of a one character and how that character interacts with the world. Yeah. Yeah. So like and which what which what is kind of misleading I think in the second game because you do get the same kind there's of There's an antagonist but like they're you not, are Yeah. Yeah, they're not directly involved in any of it. Yeah, they're, they're kind, kind of, of just like there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and honestly that brings up like the design choice of the game. Like it's not there's it's not really a combat game at all like the no, the whole not pur- really. the whole purpose yeah. of the game is kind of to just explore like there is enemies but you kind of Don't. are better off running from them yep. than you are killing them and there's no boss fights yeah, and like that, even the final fight of the game is like you not fighting the enemy it's you like fighting the accomplishing yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and so the whole game is like designed around this explore mhm exploration and that and that's kind of interesting i think yeah totally and yeah. um yeah i don't know it, it, that game is cool and i just uh, think like that like he makes he made decisions again to like flip the convention on its head like yeah the first game was like oh normally you shoot the missile at the red door that's how pathfinder games work but then yeah in in Axiom Verge, it's like, no, you have this gun that, like, destroys the environment and warps things, and, like, you don't, you yeah. you know, it might do this weird thing that you wouldn't have even considered. And then two is just, like, that times a thousand, because it's like, okay, the the real fun here is exploring. It is not killing things. Yeah. And, like, leaning into that it's, is just, I think that is so awesome. It's kind of an interesting, like, when I first started playing the game, I don't, you know, even you said on the one episode when you started playing, you're like, I don't have a gun. I don't know yeah. what's up with that. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. Um, but I think that first, like, couple hours where you're really weak and you are constantly dying and respawning at random save points that are literally all over the place. Like, it, the game checkpoints everywhere. Yeah. Um, it kind of creates a weird, almost... Uh, it's like a weird pacing, mm-hmm. because because like you're you're not able to grasp like what the world is because you're kind of zipping around all these like save points that you walked past and dying and mm-hmm. I don't know it, until you can actually start like 
surviving the robots a little bit and exploring it kind of takes a little bit to to wrap your brain around like what what's going on a little yeah but uh yeah i mean getting I, yeah, around I would still... that game without man like when prior to having fast travel in that game getting around was a pain in the ass and you didn't like it i mean it got to a point because like well i told you and I, you got stuck a lot. I got stuck, and I actually like broke a sequence and thought I ruined my game. And yeah. like, luckily, luckily, built into the game is if you just save and exit, it always puts you back to a save point. And yeah. getting around with the robot is really easy. Like that's actually most of your traversal is this little robot. And um, so you could manipulate that. You could get to a save point, save as the robot, then quit the game and come back there as uh, what was her name? Wow, I mm. forgot her name. Sh- sh- it starts with an S. Shan Shahan. I don't know. Oh man, yeah, I totally forgot her name. But as the human character, um, but yeah, like before you get fast travel, which you kind of just stumble upon fast travel. <laughs> like I, I don't think it ever really like points you to it. Do you? Do you recall it being a point on the map? It was just like a random upgrade that I remember finding. And before having that, I I probably ran back and forth across that map like four times. And doing that on feet, on foot, is rough. Kind of a pain? Yeah, I, th- I think that's rough. Uh, and especially because I screwed it up a little bit. And I was like, was I supposed to be here? Was I not supposed Now where do I go? And whatever. And yeah, so that part was a little painful, but like after that, it was just like zipping around. There are a million save points everywhere. So like fast traveling is just amazing because then it makes exploring actually like really fun. When I, when I finished that game, I thought I was going to have a hundred percent items. I thought I had almost everything and I only had like 74 or something. So, so interestingly, uh, Metroid games kind of always give you the ability to mark your map so you can come back to yeah. areas. Yeah. And I did so good at marking my map when I played this one mm-hmm. that I never like had the issue that you had where you were like running. That's uh, good. Like all over the map, and because like you said, there was so much stuff to find. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just kept finding things oh, and yeah. finding things and finding things. That was the benefit and, of that. Yeah. 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 It just the things that I kept finding were always the way forward. Most of the time, they weren't the way forward. It was like another power up upgrade thing. Yeah. So now that I think about it, there was still there were still a couple things that I did not totally figure out in that game, and I just forgot about it. Like a couple spots I marked on my map to come back to, and then even after having all the abilities, thinking about it now, I'm like, I don't know what I would have done there. But yeah, yeah, like it's just really wild. Like the the way that you teleport between the dimensions, like you get, um, you get an ability to move the teleporter. And so like that became part of like how you figure out where to go next and how yeah, to... it's almost like the game wants you to break the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was, so yeah. you can, so you can like get to different parts of the map that you normally wouldn't it, be able to it access. Feels, it feels like you're breaking the game when you're not. Yeah, and, and that yeah. that was what drove me crazy when I truly did, and I was like, "Wait, did I was this on purpose? Did I actually was I actually yeah. supposed to do this?" And 
like because that was what was brilliant about the first one too is like you're break you're literally breaking the game and um yeah and you do that a ton in two yeah yeah indra chadari indra yeah that's it indra is the name of the main character yeah okay so should we golf clap it absolutely Yes, I love right. I love that game. Now, that's all you played. No more no more games for Nick. I mean, I played a little bit more. I started No More Heroes 2. We don't need to talk about that and I'm still playing Magic Arena all the time. Magic Arena. Yeah. So, I'm playing uh as I said at the beginning of the episode Alien Isolation. Mhm. Uh it's a game that I've literally had on my backlog for since it came out. Yeah. Maybe maybe not that long, but I'm a big fan of the Alien franchise. And I know this game was like well received and I knew it was like a slower game, which I haven't always loved. Yeah. So uh when I bought my computer, I went crazy on the wish list and Steam sales and it's been on my Steam library for so long and I finally <laughs> decided one night okay we're doing this and boy am i happy that i did that because i freaking love this game yeah i absolutely do um it is you could say that it's an immersive sim and the simulation is that you're lost in a space station with an alien this is exactly why that genre name is bad that that is because that's literally every video game yes Yes. Yeah. That's why. That's why it doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the way it would apply here would mean that, like, you don't your weapons don't do anything, and anything you find, you craft tools to kind of help you survive. But I don't know. It's an interesting uh, conversation driver, I think. Uh, but anyways, Alien Isolation is an incredible uh like actual step into the movie yeah, uh, specifically the first one right the first film that's correct yeah and so i was struggling a little bit at the beginning of this game and so i went online and looked for some tips to like help me get through sequences yeah and every tip site said you need to watch the movie before you play <laughs> and i've seen that movie like yeah. 45 times yeah, what it's is, one of what my favorite movies <laughs> but gives that tip because the the space station that you're on in the game is so faithfully recreated using like actual set design yeah. from the movies. My dog is in agreement with this. Mm-hmm. You can probably hear him. Um but it it is it really is so cool. And I watched the movie again last night after playing like halfway through the game and there is a ton of stuff that I noticed in the movie that I like wouldn't have if I didn't watch. And that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it puts you in the role of Ripley's daughter. Ripley's the main character in the film. Mm-hmm. And she has found the... No, she hasn't found, but the uh, transmission log that Ripley sends at the end of the first film, it's like, hey, I'm Ripley, I'm lost on the ship, <laughs> is found by a company. And her daughter after 15 years 
goes on this space station trip to try and locate what happened to her mom mm. um, based on the company finding this this transmission. So it like starts out and you kind of do this like really cool spacewalk sequence and you get a get aboard this like space station and um something happens and like the space station you kind of it kind of leaves you stranded. And so you're on this space station which was one time like a colony for people. It has like shopping malls and all this stuff. Okay. And so it feels, but but stuff happened, mm-hmm. and the space station kind of went to crap, and then the alien got free, and now it's like people are stealing supplies and killing each other trying to survive. Okay. And I didn't know there were other so, humans in the game at all. Yeah. Hmm. So it feels like, it feels a lot like Bioshock. Okay. Because it's like, it's like kind of like a place people lived. Mm-hmm. But it's not nice anymore, mm-hmm. and and it also feels like <laughs> it feels like Dead Space because the game has you restoring like parts of the space station okay. in order to progress through the game. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like the space station itself is one of the coolest ones that I've played through in video games. Like, it constantly does the thing where you walk into a room and, like, the the windows open up, kind of. Like, the the windows are, are covered in, like, retractable metal things, and then they go up. Yeah. And there's light that comes through the space station glass, mm-hmm. and, like, space looks incredible, and you can, like, see the whole station. And the lighting in the game is, like, literally incredible. Yeah. The, uh... The way the movie has all this, like, grating, and they put backlights behind the grating that kind of mm-hmm. filters, like, through the space in front of you with, like, smoke and stuff, so you can kind of see, like, down hallways and stuff. Yeah. This game, like, recreates that in spaces, like, very faithfully, and it's it's really cool That's how cool, it yeah. uses that. Um, so like those same hallways you're walking down and you go into rooms that are, you know, big and open and they use that in different ways and it's a really cool space game. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I just, I just like am constantly impressed, like just, just walking through, like not even really playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's I think it's worth the walkthrough, really. Um like the score is origin is the same as not the same, but is obviously inspired by the ori- the that, original film. Yeah, I don't know that I can like I've seen aliens so many times. I don't I don't know that I can even think about the music. Yeah. Yeah. And uh there's androids that are right. controlling the station that are obviously the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of using like uh, old ass seventies computer logs, <laughs> yeah. Like the technology to to kind of parse like what happened on the space station, and that's like really neat. And uh, T- yeah, I just tell me about I, avoiding I the alien, love avoiding the alien. Yeah. So yeah that's the main premise is that there is an alien loose on the on the station and he's like up in the vents and all that 
And so it's a stealth game kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're hiding from the alien. And this is your major hang up with playing the game, right? Yes. Uh so I would say that it's it's kind of weird how it works. I, first, let me talk about the premise of aliens stalking around, which I don't really love, to be honest with you. I think like what's cool about the original film is that the alien is not really shown. Yeah. Like if you add the if you add the minutes up of the alien being on screen, yeah. it's probably like one and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not many. It's not many. Yeah. And so this game kind of it it still like does the thing where like it's in the vents and it can leap out at you and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but it kind of does the thing like Nemesis or like Mr. X from the Resident Evil games mm-hmm. where the alien will stalk around mm-hmm. and you kind of have to like sneak around and like throw switches. Yeah. while staying the out of the alien's way and like that's what the gameplay sequence is. Mm-hmm. Which I think diminishes, like, the scariness of the alien a little bit, because like you literally are like hiding under a a table, uh, like a table or a bed or something, and you're watching it. Yeah. And like, I just don't picture like the xenomorph as like this upright figure that's like thumping around the yeah. the room. Do you know what they, I'm saying? And they seem like at least going based off of the first movie, really smart. Like, and very good at avoiding you and just getting you when you least expect it. And so, like, being able to just watch it and a plan for it and account for it is, like, counter to what... What it is. What it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Now, that being said, I don't, like, dislike the gameplay sequences of trying to hide from the alien yeah uh it's just not like it's not the best design concept for like what i think the monster is and what makes the monster cool and Um, scary right like it's supposed to be kind of a horror game yeah kind of i would say it's it definitely like still has the tension of of like a horror game Hmm. But, and, like, there's definitely sequences that make you jump. Like, well, yeah, like stuff's sure. exploding all the time. And, yeah. like, I don't I don't know. Like, the definition of horror to me is loose. Like, different yeah, people are scared of different things. And I think it's a hard thing to kind of nail down a lot. Yeah. The, um, it's like, it's... The, go ahead. The, the problem with video games and why I don't really play many scary video games is that as soon as the scary thing happens, it's done, right? And video games, you're replaying them. Like, things are happening. The idea is that you don't just never die. <laughs> yeah. So so when you die, of inevitably... You have to do you it have again, to do it and again. you're, like, annoyed at it. And then it. it's like, well, all the tension's gone. Maybe not all of it's gone. There still might be some tension, but, like... The, the threat is gone because you now are taken out of it. It's now a video game, and I just have to get through this thing. And that's just, for me personally, been a really big problem with horror games. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm curious, like, 
I would like to explore that a little bit. I, mean, I don't know if we, I only this, have this like is the time and place. I only to have do like that. really two good examples, and it's Amnesia and Soma, because they do this exact same thing with like encounters with enemies, where the first time you encounter it and are dealing with it, it's really scary, and then if you lose, you have to do the same thing again, and now it's not scary, and then you're just dealing with it <laughs> and getting through it. And that's yeah. this is why I liked the modern version of Resident Evil is because they're much more focused on fun gameplay or trying to make the gameplay fun. So, like, if you have to repeat something in the modern Resident Evils, you're at least shooting a gun or blowing things up or something. Like, you're, you're doing something. Where in what I assumed Alien Isolation was, and I could be wrong, because I wrote the game off pretty quick, honestly... Yeah. Um, when when Alex played it and talked about it on two v one, I was like, I'm I'm good. I don't need to play this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I I have always chalked it up to Amnesia, which I didn't finish because I got tired of replaying things in that game. Even though I think that game is legitimately scary, it was really scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah. Once you got to a point of like being scared and then having to do a thing, it was like this game sucks and it's not fun to play. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, and so I knew Soma would be the same thing. So I watched a playthrough of Soma. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even play it. And eventually they released a version of Soma to remove all the enemies <laughs> yeah. because they knew that's not what is good about it. Like the purpose, everything of it, yeah. else that's good about it is the setting and the, and the dread and all that stuff. And like that, that's what I want. I don't watch a lot of horror movies either. And which we sort of talked about it on an episode, like, it has to be something so specific for me to like it. Like jump scares, I have no interest in, you know. And with video games, jump scares happen one time, and then if you die, it happens again and it doesn't scare you anymore. Yeah. I, I like jump scares intermixed in the scary thing. Like that, that when you have the tension that is broken up by jump scares, I would call that effective scariness mm. but like it is cheap a little bit too mm -hmm. like I, I don't know it, it, I, it, there's got to be a delicate balance of both but i'm really curious like i really think we should try like phasmophobia or games that are not i've heard the same criticism um, of that game really yeah like like once you once you experience the scares it then is a it's just a video game you know, like you're just solving the thing. You know the mechanics on how to to get through it, and that's it. Like once once you know like the map or whatever how that game works, I think, and like what to look for to avoid being caught by the mon the ghosts or whatever they yeah, are. Yeah. Like once you know that, it it like sounds like it loses its thing. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't like need it to be scary all the way from from beginning no. of experience to end of experience to be effective no but but anyways yeah, the the problem for me is like with alien yeah. like if you die to the alien and you like which you're now you absolutely will yeah and, and do and now a ton yeah now you're just grinding up against okay what is the puzzle to get by this thing and it is no longer like a it's just a puzzle game or something you know so like, specifically with the alien like you can't do anything against it right until you get the flamethrower, which I just kind of got recently, mm. like for most of the game, and like even if it sees you, you're done. <laughs> yeah. If it hears it's you, you're fast. done. Like there's no, there's no 
like sequence where you can run and get in a locker and then wait in the locker like Metal Gear Solid. Okay. And it's and it sneaks by you. Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is a crawl around corners. If you see it, you turn the other way. Mm-hmm. Like it, it won't see you all the time. If you make any noise at all, it's running right to where you're at and you're dead. Yeah. So I can see where that would be annoying as a gameplay thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, it it's more of a like a patience thing. I don't I don't think yeah, like but, like what are you getting out of that at that point? Like you're you're enjoying just experiencing the the space station is what it sounds like, which that's fine. But is it worth however long of an investment of this game it is to do that? Like that's my hang up. Yeah. It. Yeah. I would like, say I'd rather just walk through the environment. Yeah, you know? I would say like I would encourage you to play on an easier difficulty and use mods. Oh, totally. Oh, I wonder what kind of mods there are for it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I've seen like, you know, if you can if you can mod it so that your stun baton makes the alien run away, then it's much more <laughs> just, doable. Just whack. <laughs> just whack the alien yeah. and it runs away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you'd still have to like find stun batteries and like yeah. it would still provide a a like gameplay experience, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like the the game doesn't just have you hiding from the alien. Like that's that's a part of the, a big part of the game, mm-hmm. but there's also, you know, sequences that are directly lifted from the movie. Like you get to experience going into the uh the sh- the original ship where all the eggs are. Oh. I just got a shotgun, so I'm assuming I'm going to have face face huggers oh. that are are mm-hmm. I um, did not know there was any shooting there's a in that lot game of, at all. Like Android, well, I, I haven't really used my gun to be honest with you. Okay, like probably four or five times to kill some humans. Okay, but um, <laughs> well, again, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but like the crafting system is is pretty interesting, mm. I think, and cool. And you can like craft like noisemakers and pipe bombs and EMP mines and like all this this tools yeah. to kind of like play with the the alien mm-hmm. and or people or androids or whatever you're trying to uh avoid and um the the way the alien works is like totally unscripted right so there is no like figuring out like anything you just have to get through and that means being patient and hiding under things. And when you walk into a room, cataloging everywhere there are hiding spaces in case you come around a corner and it's right there. And um, I I can see how that's not an experience for everybody. Like for real, it's not a it's not a hard you know jump to make. I don't I don't think. Yeah. But I do think there are ways probably to experience the game where you can still get what is good about the game without having to deal with the frustration of what you're talking about. Oh yeah. And I would encourage people to look into that if if they're hung up on gameplay sequences where they have to wait in a locker. <laughs> now, that being said, waiting in the locker while the alien walks by you and senses you is pretty crazy. Like, the way the music kicks up and, like, it really does just build tension in a way that I think a few games that I've played have been able to do. Yeah. And I think that's pretty awesome. And the only tool you really have to like know where the alien is, is like a motion tracker, yeah. 
which it can hear. And oh. also, you, you have to, yeah, so you can't have it out, like, all the time. If you have it out, it's running right at you. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, pe- like peep it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then also, you just have to, like, really use your environment and, like, listen. Mm-hmm. Because it makes, like, different noises when it hops in and out of the vents. It makes different noises when it's in the vents, when it's stalking around. And, like, it took me a while to learn those, like, cues. Yeah. And once I did, I, like, got better at the game, which I thought was a cool thing. Like, I was really struggling for a while. And then I learned, oh, I can crawl under a table now. And then it doesn't see me when I'm under the table and then I learned, like, oh, this is the noise it makes when it's coming out of the vent or when it goes back into the vent. And so, like, you kind of start to, like, locate where it is based on those things. And, like, that experience is, for me, I like, I've, I enjoyed that. Now, I have died a ton. Like, I had to look up tips. I said that at the beginning of talking about this game. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just think it's been a really cool... It's been a really cool game. And the, and the attention to detail is incredible, even down to, like, in the original movie, when Ash, who's the android, mm-hmm. grabs Ripley and, like, throws her off of him. Like, they use that same animation for the androids in the game. <laughs> to, they, like, will grab you and... Yeah. Like, they, they definitely poured over the film and... Where can we use this yeah. in in the game? And I think that's awesome. And uh, I'm really excited because like everybody who's reviewed and played this game says it only gets better toward the end. And I'm that's interesting. Probably over halfway through it, and I think I've you know I've gotten I've I've loved every I've loved it. Like so, mm-hmm. there's been like a lot of cool action sequences, even like. That have played out in in first person with the ship and explosions and the the alarms like f- flickering and blaring like in the ship and it's just been a cool game. Yeah, I think I yeah. I think I also know how it ends, <laughs> which I've just That's, heard over time. Yeah, so it's a 2014 game, so yeah. it's been out. Man, for, it's been out for a while. I didn't realize yep. that. Yep. Yeah. But it still looks great on PC. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. uh, it has it has reflections and everything in the in the water. Is there and, is the alien's head ray traced? Because <laughs> they're so shiny and wet all the time. Can you see? Sh- I don't know. Can you see I don't reflections I don't, in its head. You don't see the alien's face for long enough for me to <laughs> like. Once it catches you, it's like in your face real fast, and then you're dead. Yeah, like it just goes black. There's no like really looking at it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would encourage I would encourage any alien fan for sure to must play. Uh so previously we stated that No More Heroes this was the premier place to uh come your for number No One, More Heroes number content. one podcast for No More Heroes. And uh that remains that remains true with this episode. <laughs> At least this one's new. I played and completed No More Heroes three. And I don't know. It's a mixed bag for me. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not as excited to play it now, based on what I said about yes. it. What did I say that turned you off? Well, I definitely don't want more open world. The things that make No More Heroes great 
are here in spades. Good. They're like they're absolutely and and like it's it's like an overload of those things really is what I would say. Yeah. Uh I almost feel like they doubled down on literally everything that the first game kind of is. That's so, so weird. So that inclu- <laughs> that includes the bad things. That's so weird. <laughs> and that is frustrating. Yeah. Especially towards the end of the game. Mhm. But like the zany combat um like boss fights mm-hmm. are there like this time it has you playing against aliens. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Which like it it gives them the excuse to be as ridiculous as possible. As if they needed that anyway. <laughs> but it's also not near as cool. Yeah. I, I like they just think... look really stupid a lot of times. Yeah, I do think and, like that's it's not... almost too much. Yeah, it's like not fun. And they have like, they have like rainbow blood and all this. Like <laughs> it, they the art style is neat. They do like play with it in ways that are, I think, are cool. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't know. It's it's just it's it's a mixed bag. It becomes a mixed bag. And you would you this say one... it's like really similar to the other two? Like gameplay wise uh, and stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's the same game for sure. Yeah. There's no there is no like they they innovate on the they innovate on the like boss fights more than the other games, I think. Okay. Um combat is largely the same. Mm-hmm. The open world activities are the same and there's more of them. <laughs> so do you cut the this grass? game has yes. Oh my god. Lots of lots of grass cutting. Do you collect scorpions? I didn't do scorpion collecting. I kind of stayed away from the side activities a little oh, bit. Oh, you don't need to do them. So you you're still buying your way into uh Oh no. Like fights. They went that far to yes. do that again. <laughs> But you also have to complete, like, rank up, ranking combat challenges. Uh, And you earn money in those ranking combat challenges. Okay. But there's also no level to play through now. It's just the boss fight. Oh, okay. So, like, the ranking fights kind of work as the... Sure, yeah. So, I kind of like that structure a little bit. Yeah, that sounds better. And then... You're not fighting humans in this game, mm-hmm. so there's way more enemy variety, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. Mm. Like, more enemy variety is cool, but also some enemies just are not fun to fight. <laughs> and I play it on the normal difficulty, so it might not be as big a problem mm-hmm. for you or for whoever doesn't play on normal difficulty. Uh, there is, like, a couple... RPG like systems that give you upgrades and stuff like you can upgrade your health and yeah and so that's incentive to uh like do more mo- lo- lawn mowing mm-hmm. and things like that because that's what you'll get Coconut money collecting. for yeah yeah and so there's that but for me like the the side activities aren't fun enough to warrant doing them no. More than like one time, yeah. 
And then, like, towards the end of the game, you need to earn so much money that you're doing things, like, four times. It's just, like, I don't know. That's so frustrating. I'm so mad to hear that, actually. Dude, the absolutely worst part of the game, though, is the open world. Like, the the open world biking around is so bad. The driving is so... It literally makes me angry how bad (laughs) the driving is. It can't steer. It's constantly, like, hitting things that are not... Yeah. Like the geometry is not right, yeah. And then you fly off the bike, and then you—it's just—it's uh, so frustrating. Yeah. Like I don't know why they included it in the game, other than to like there's different city overworlds that you can go to, and they're all like f- movie references and stuff. Like there's way more there's way more pop culture references in this game. I feel like than there were in the other ones. I think I think which is kind of fun. I think Travis Strikes Again had a lot too. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, there's way more instances of Travis being an otaku. (laughs) Like, there's, like, a lot of just, like, conversation sequences with him, like, discussing directors and movies and stupid stuff like Mm -hmm. that, which makes me realize that I am Travis a lot. (laughs) Like, I'm a not cool, like, person who cares about these stupid little details of things that, that, don't matter <laughs> and i got a kick out of that uh like while i was playing that it. realization but i i don't think the game hammered home like like remember how I, in the last episode i had this really good interpretation of what no more heroes is and was and like yeah i didn't get that out of this it just felt like dumb humor for the sake of dumb humor yeah which was not as as life affirming, <laughs> I guess, life as affirming. the other games. I uh, yeah. I I think uh, well, they definitely are out there saying that No More Heroes is done forever. That that's that's been a that's been revealed apparently. So maybe maybe by the fourth game now he was out of ideas. <laughs> And yeah, that's and know. that's why they went to aliens too because that's like an easy cop out in a lot of ways. Um, because like, how do you rationalize killing however many other just people again? Well, I guess. I mean, they could basically say it's an Assassin's League again. They do that anyway with the aliens. Yeah. Oh, so they, so it's in an alien Assassin League. <laughs> you'll see, but the game's constantly pulling the rug out from you in the same way. Yeah. Like you're about to fight the alien, and then all of a sudden the alien dies, and now you're in a fight with something else, yeah. and it's not a fight, but it's a dance battle. Like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous game, Travis. It's a ridiculous No More Heroes game, mm-hmm. but that's for the better and for the worse. And I just wish that they were smarter about the worst parts of the game. Yeah, like because it doesn't, it doesn't need them. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be rough because like I started playing two and yeah, like jumping from one to two, two is just it's just flat out a better game, and like being able to just jump around and do whatever you want at whatever time, and there's no real reason to pile up money other than maybe you want to upgrade yourself. Like, oh, that's that that makes me like not want to play it. Frankly, two was the best one. Yeah, like sure. like like they because they they definitely did sand off all the bad parts of what was bad in one. Yeah, and it's really weird because they're literally all back in the third. Yeah, game. like that that like, is I don't just, understand that makes the, zero sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been 
like I played the second game on easy and I was like having a lot of fun just like turning into a tiger by driving my tension cape up yeah the, ti- gauge the tiger up, and then just, yeah. just slaying everyone and like there's some fun like power up stuff with the tension gauge and like some abilities that you get in the third one and like I do think the combat is kind of interesting but like you don't move enough you don't move well enough to like dodge yeah. and and stuff and for like to play the game I don't know there's like some weird uh like when you die, you get to spin a wheel, and if you land on a certain thing, you get to do the next try again with one point five attack power, oh. or it'll just reheal you. Like there's some interesting caveats that they built into the game that makes me think they knew the game wasn't like tightly yeah designed yeah. So they built in like things that get you around that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not like I. I liked playing it, like, but like three No More Heroes games in one, <laughs> in like one and a half months. Like by the end of that game, I was just like kind of done. Yeah, and that's a shame. Yeah, I don't think I probably should have replayed them. Uh, but I, but it had been so long, and like you should play the second one. The second one's good. Oh, I, I stand by. Yeah. I stand by the second one being awesome. I'll golf clap the second by No More yeah, Heroes. Yeah, I'm. I'm planning sure. to at least finish the second one because I really did forget basically everything about this game, and I was even. I think I beat it in four hours, like literally too. It wasn't even. Yeah, I, I was even. This one took me like twelve. Yeah, that's that's a that's a hard sell for me. Like with. Me, how I've been prioritizing games anymore? Like I, yeah. I just don't know if that's gonna be something I actually play. <laughs> which is like, but you, but which is like a really weird thing to say because I was yeah, really you played excited. Travis Strikes and I, re- you played I Travis Strikes again and regret playing <laughs> that game because it was like it was a big waste of time. Like there were there were you had to some like really interesting things in that game, but at the same time, like. You I have to see exactly. it through just so we can uh, just so we can talk about it. But I it. could just watch all the cutscenes. I could watch all the yeah, cool you, stuff. You could probably do that. Yeah, that's what I mean. It like, is funny. And, there is some act- genuinely like heart like I'm hearty sure. laugh stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. But like, I don't know. Maybe maybe if, maybe it being on easy will make it like I'll just rip through it. I don't know. But I have no idea when I'm yeah. going to get around to playing that either. Because like, just. What you have told me, I'm not exactly excited to play it. Can't you uh, use your Switch as a travel mm-hmm. gaming thing instead of playing so much Magic on your phone? Yeah, but I like Magic a lot. <laughs> like I enjoy playing that when I play it. <laughs> I don't wading through the bullshit of No More Heroes just to experience the cutscenes. I don't know. Like I don't know. We'll see. The other, the other thing, my last complaint about it is, for some reason, th- they made Travis like yell all the time for when you're fighting. Okay. He, ye- so he yells a like, lot in the other ones too. Oh my god, does he yell so much in this one? Yeah. Boysenberry, strawberry, yeah. attack this guy! Like yeah. he's just screaming nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the one um, the thing that happens in one and two all the time is when you get in a clash with somebody, he just goes go 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 ah! like he, <laughs> and that happens constantly, constantly. So 
I wonder I, I wonder how much more it's happening, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a shame. I I was really excited to play it and I don't want to turn anyone off from playing it because I feel like if you like the series, like you'd be fine. You'll be fine. But there's definitely some edges that were too rough for me to like Yeah. Praise it highly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's a that's a bummer. <laughs> But that brings us to our final game, and I feel like I've been talking for way too long. You have. I didn't have enough played. Sorry. Uh, me and Josh have put a ton of time into Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And it's it's a blast. Yeah, are you glad to finally be getting to play it? <laughs> yes, because I've been wanting to play it for so long. Yeah. And I'm glad he he wanted to play it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, been, we've been sailing the open seas as pirates, and... Uh, getting into all kind of hijinks and we had a crazy experience last night playing yeah and I'll t- I'll tell you all about it because it's one of the uh it's one of my all-time favorite video game interactions okay but uh I want I want to talk about like what I like about the game first like we we've played Sea of Thieves and talked about it on TV was it probably 2v1 it was probably 2v1 cuz that was forever ago yeah what do you remember about it, and what do you think that the game is? Give me a breather real quick. Um, I remember picking up... And why aren't you interested in playing more? Uh, I remember picking up, like, missions from people to go to an island and get a thing. And that was the game. Yeah, I would say that. That's the I game in that the same way... The <laughs> that's the game in the same way that... Axiom Verge 2 is running around and shooting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that was a reductive um I mean, comparison. well well tell me why that isn't what it is cuz like we we sailed the boat and you had to man the boat and we threw up on each other and we played music and when you fall off the boat you get picked up by another ghost boat or something. Mermaid, it's a mermaid. Anyways, uh, so that is the core loop of the game is there's a bunch of different vendors mm-hmm. um, at outposts and you pick up missions from those vendors. Um, they could be combat missions or like treasure hunt missions mm-hmm. or like you can work as like a delivery man and deliver trade goods. Uh, so, and then those missions then are turned in for money and for like faction, like you upgrade. Okay, yeah your your faction like level Standing. with that person yeah 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 and so they have that but also like you know when we first played it's probably near the launch of the game oh right? yeah it was it was not long after it came out cuz it was uh i forget why we played it i think they did like a free weekend or something i wanted to play i probably it's pro- probably when i first got my Xbox. i didn't buy it so yeah, it, they, they, there Pass. was doing there was some there was some like free access thing to it because I played it on PC and you played it on Xbox and like it was really cool that was also a thing that was still kind of new when the Xbox was still like the yeah. PC version was working with the console version like right away yeah so. so that is still the core loop but like what makes it cool is that world is just like teeming with with life now okay 
Um, while you're doing those things, you know, you might get attacked by a shark. And all of a sudden, in the middle of your ship, you're fending off a shark attack. Oh, yeah, I remember or, your ship would take on water and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's a whole bunch of systems that are built into the game that you have to manage mm-hmm. while you try to accomplish those things. And that's kind of what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you add in the fact that there's other people, other pirates, yeah. like sailing, and, you know... They can come and kill you and take all the stuff that you've spent the last three hours, like mm-hmm. collecting or looting, and so that's like both. There's tension there, and there's you know drama, and it's just <laughs> drama. It's, it's fun. We laugh, but, uh, we cry. There's also like you know we got into like a gameplay sequence where we talked to this guy at a bar. And he said, oh, I know this I know this legend of the Golden Sands Island, and you can go there and get all these treasure, and no one's ever been there, but I just have this one captain's log of this guy that found it. Mm-hmm. I can give it to you if you want. So we got it, and like it goes in, it, your quests, the way your quests are handled, like you get a little book, and you have to like physically pull the book out. It's an item in your yeah. item wheel, and then you have to look at it and turn the pages and stuff. And so... We sailed to this area where this captain disappeared, and then we retraced like the what was written in the journal, and we found a shipwreck. And so we dove down underwater and went to the shipwreck, and we found another journal. So he took that journal, and it told us to go to this one island. And so we went to this one island, and it had like a puzzle that we had to solve. Like we had to find a cave. Hmm. And so we're like trying all the caves on the island, and then it was like this kind of like um, Indiana Jones adventure where we were using like environmental clues and things that were listed in the journal to solve this like treasure puzzle. Mm -hmm. And then we like found this tomb and like we had to go dig up certain things on the Island to put these, these like skulls on the spot in the tomb in order for the tomb to open. And then we got this chalice and we brought the chalice back to the guy in the bar. And he told us to once go meet this other person who's in the world that we have to find that there's no like actual place that oh. will find him. He just has to, he just has to be there. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there, that specific type of mission is called a tall tale. And like, this was a whole like three hours gameplay sequence for us. Mm-hmm. And, like there's a ton of those littered around yeah um the the different islands and worlds too now and like that was pretty cool like it 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 was interesting and fun and like while all that was happening we were still dealing with everything <laughs> shark that the game sharks and other players yeah yeah that yeah. the game has and like just the combination of all those things like for me and for Josh is going to be I, like there's a lot of gameplay left there that I think we can hmm. explore before we get bored, and I and I like that. Uh, I could see how like the core loop of like doing those basic delivery vendor missions can get boring, and like I'm not very driven to earn money to like make my ship look pretty. Yeah, because or... I was gonna ask like that's really the only progression, right? Like it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it's really all cosmetic-based cosmetic. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like I like dressing the pirate sure. up. 
but like I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna spend five hours doing delivery missions so I can get a gold beard. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, but yeah, there's a there's a ton of of those tall tale things that I would like to still do, mm-hmm. and I still think like just sailing the boat is kind of fun. <laughs> like the the drinking and throwing up on each other and playing music and being a pirate stuff is goofy fun. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's other people on the seas, and this brings me to yeah. my favorite gameplay experience. Um, I want to, I want to, before I say this, I want to say my other favorite gameplay experience is like when we played Destiny and we got on a server and it got some guys to Sherpa <laughs> when, us when we got through the raid. Through a raid, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a neat thing that was like this cool uh, cooperation thing yeah. that experience that I never had with video games. And so, me and Josh uh, decided we were done playing last night, and we had like run a few missions. So we had a bunch of like stuff that we had found, treasure that we had found in the hull of our ship. Uh-huh. And so you got to sell that stuff to vendors for money, and that's how you collect everything. So we went to do that, and we were at the outpost, and we saw a ship on the horizon. And Josh was like, "Oh, look." There's a ship coming in. Let's go get on that rock and wave them in. So we went out and we climbed on this rock that was out, like, kind of towards where the ship was coming in. And we did the emote for just went to wave. We were just, like, waving at mm-hmm. them. So they turned the ship and sailed right to us. And, we like, I didn't know what they're doing. And so they sh- sailed up to us. And then when you get in proximity with people, that we just learned this last night. I just learned this last night. You can hear them talking. It works <laughs> like the, G- yeah. the uh, GTA Online servers. Yeah, and, um... and so... Like pub PUBG was that way too, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so it, it's a of course is like a bunch of really young kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, oh, we gotta go, we gotta go. Uh, you, we're just we're just gonna give you all our all our, all our treasure. We gotta go. It's like eight o'clock. Uh, it's bedtime. It's bedtime. And me and Josh are kind of like laughing, really like what are these kids doing? Kid we're was. like, we're really. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> It's like Jeeves sixty nine sixty nine, like is his name and whatever. Nice. And Jeeves. So, we, me and Josh, are like, what are these kids doing? All of a sudden, they start unloading all their treasure, and they're just like all talking at the same time and like kind of talking to each other and like making fun of each other. But they're also like, we're gonna give you all our treasure, and uh, I'm 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 lo- I'm unloading my treasure into this this rowboat right here. You could take the rowboat and like. So they're just dumping like. Just like probably fifteen hours worth the yeah. like chests and skulls and rare items <laughs> and crates of spices and fine silks and all this stuff like on the ground on our ship mm-hmm. on so they do that and they and they uh, and they sail away and me and Josh were like ready for them to like lure us into the ship and kill us or something we thought they were gonna mm-hmm. so anyways they leave us with all this stuff and Josh was like what the hell was that? <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess they just gave us our stuff. And so we have like milestones we can complete uh-huh. by like turning in yeah. specific things. So it's like, let's take all this stuff and go turn it in, I guess. So we were trying to figure out like how to, how to transport everything. Because like you have to individually yeah. carry everything to a vendor, mm-hmm. but there's also like some things you can put in a chest yeah, and like, some stuff was just, they left a bunch of it just like floating in the water. So we had to like swim mm-hmm. and get it in the water and then put it on our ship. So like they left a rowboat 
So it's like, oh, okay, if they, we can load everything in the rowboat, and then we'll row the rowboat over to the 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 island, and then we can just load it from the rowboat. Mm-hmm. So we like did that, and then we figured out we could we could put the rowboat onto our ship. So we did that, and so then we have all this stuff on our ship. So then I go down into the hull of our ship, and there's this parrot here. There's this parrot there, and you you can get pets in the game. But I also think the pets are only if you buy them with like whatever re- real currency okay. is. Yeah. Like I don't think you can earn pets in game. Okay. So it's like, oh, they left us a pet. That's weird. It says tutorial bird. So I pick up the tutorial bird and I'm like carrying it around and like the kids that were that left us all this stuff keep spamming like chat things. Like you can chat to people, and I it it's, keeps my game keeps reading me the chat thing uh-huh. to the. I'm like that's weird. I don't know what's going on. So we start unloading it, and then I go back, and the bird's there again in the hull of our ship. And so I go around the corner, and there's an, a person sleeping in the hull of our ship. He's like curled up into a little ball, and it says tutorial pirate. And I'm like, what the heck, dude, Josh? There's a person on our ship. It says tutorial pirate. <laughs> And as soon as I say that, this little kid jumps up and he goes, Arr, mateys! Like on, he's talking to me over the chat. He's like, I'm the tutorial pirate. Do you have any questions that I can answer on the open seas? And I'm like, uh... What? Like, well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, that was exactly my reaction. And so he keeps like asking, like asking me questions like that. Like, what would you like me to help you with, sir? I'm the tutorial pirate. And so I kind of just like started goofing off and like talking to him. Uh-huh. Like I was like, okay, tutorial pirate, what do I do with this item? He's like, I will show you. Follow me. And so he like walked me in the island. What I did with a certain thing, and then he called all his buddies, the tutorial pirate gang, and they essentially were all talking in pirate voices and like coaching me and Josh how to turn in like all these different rewards that we had no idea how to like okay. do. And we had all these items that we don't know what they were, and they were just answering the questions in these goofy pirate voices. <laughs> these six-year-old kids in these goofy pirate voices, and and they were just basically helping us. And it oh, was just okay. like hilarious. And then that we so we turned everything in. We upgraded like fifteen levels. <laughs> like we like it was like thirty hours worth of gameplay that we yeah. achieved, and all thanks to the tutorial part <laughs> and his gang. And so they were just, when they got, uh, like, when we were done, they are like, okay, we'll see you, thanks. And I was like, is there anything I could do to thank you guys? And they're just like, no, we're out here sailing the open seas, helping new new pirates get their sea legs. <laughs> and it was just, like, so funny. That's so I was like, weird. How long? <laughs> Dude, it was, so, it was the weirdest thing, but it was also, like, wholesome. Well, yeah, and, it's pretty wholesome, yeah. And funny, and me and Josh didn't know how to react or what to do. We were thinking they were gonna like yeah. steal our, take our ship mm-hmm. and burn it or something. And I don't know. It just turned out to be really funny. And then like once we got off, I was mad that I didn't like ask him to pose for a picture because there's been several like gameplay sequences where me and Josh have I'd be like, oh, let's pose in front of this, and we'll do like emotes, and then I'll snap a picture with my mm-hmm. my Steam like overlay, yeah. and it's been pretty funny. But uh, yeah, that's my experience with the tutorial pirates and Sea of Thieves. The, and the, sh- the sh- Sherpa pirates. Yeah. The Sherpa, yeah, the Sherpa pirates. Yeah. That's so strange. But I, I wonder, like, because, like, I always thought it was, I, I actually always thought it was weird that, like, that 
was a thing. Like the reason you do like people do that in Destiny is because it's helping them, right? Like they need people to go through the the raids, so they're yeah. willing to teach people because it boosts whatever and whatever. And like the thing in Journey that was always so weird was like Man, people must really love Journey. Yeah, like what you must really like this game to just play it over and over and over and over. And like I, I could totally see like Sea of Thieves having that thing, like where they played the game to death and they have extra shit all the time and they just want to give it to people. (laughs) Because like, what else are they gonna do with it? We spent one like the first night we were trying to get as much treasure in our hall as we could. Uh And this guy, the single pirate, started attacking us. And, like, I'm still, like, the item wheel is kind of fumbly. Like, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to, like, you have to load everything you have to, like, manually do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to, like, go get a cannonball from the cannon, the cannonball barrel, load it into the cannon, spin the cannon toward the ship that you're, mm-hmm. like, if your ship is, is facing, like, the wrong way, you have to like put the sails down, drop the anchor, spin the ship. Like it's not, it's cumbersome. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this dude came up, came up and got the drop on us one time when our ship was full, and he started crushing. He started blasting us, and so we fended him off. We killed him, but what we didn't know that is when you die, it takes you to this like sea of the damned. Yeah pirate and you can light your, get your, relight your lantern of life and like it spawns you right back on your ship <laughs> so since his ship was parked yeah. like next to ours we killed him and then started fixing all our stuff and then he just came right back to our ship and started killing us again <laughs> so like and we, he he ended up sinking our ship because we didn't know how to like fend him off yeah. and take care of our ship and mm-hmm. like we weren't good enough at the game to do that so and once he sunk our ship, when we respawned, we respawned at an outpost, not on our ship. On right. the, so we were like, "All right, let's go back and get him." Because once, like that happens, once you have an interaction with people, they 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 show on your big map. Yeah. So we started sailing to get him, and then like it it prompted us that our items that we had ha- previously had on the ship were being loaded onto his ship. Oh, like it was okay. like. It was like your item was given to this person, your uh-huh. item was given to this person, your item was given to this person. And it was giving us XP for that. Oh. And then once he went and turned them so then we chased him for a long time, way longer than I would have liked. Josh was like dead set on a, on on chasing him down, but like the you have to like turn your sails to the wind and mm-hmm. we couldn't we couldn't catch him. So he made it to an outpost, and then he started turning all our stuff in, and it prompted us again with, your item was turned in by this person. Your item was turned in. And we we didn't get money or anything, but it was giving us, like, milestone oh. achievements. Yeah. Like, like you helped this person, mm-hmm. kind of. But, like, it, it didn't say this person stole it and turned it in. It was just, like, you helped them turn it in. Uh-huh. So they could have been trying to run up their... Yeah. So it like, still was benefiting like maybe them, there, yeah. yeah, maybe there's mechanics in the game that have that. Like, there's still so much that we don't know mm-hmm. what we're doing. Like, it's it's not super clear on how you do certain things and why you do certain mm-hmm. things. And, like, there's a ton of stuff that's still locked off to us. So, you know, I'm not sure, like, yeah, all what the game has. And there's there could very well be systems in place that encourage that kind of behavior. Yeah, sure. I, I would could make this... I could see that, like, for that exact reason of somebody coming and stealing all your shit and then, like, 
that would turn people off and piss people off and whatever. Yeah, so like, yeah. even though they stole it from you, once it's finally turned in, it still contributes to your game because you did the work to get it originally. And yeah, stuff. yeah. That that that's what I would guess why that's there. Yeah, um, that would make the most sense, just for sake of not pissing off the player base. <laughs> There's much. like other things in place too that I'm not sure how they work. Like if you die and get sent to the sea, the like the see the damned ship thing there's like a prompt that says are you are you getting killed by pirates too much oh yeah and like you might be able to turn them off I'm sure or, you or can. something like that yeah. i'm not sure how all that works so yeah but yeah i think that game's really neat and i'd love a four person pirate crew to to run around and do some stupid stuff and play a full pirate band and <laughs> a full pirate band i mean yeah i just uh, i'm I uh I mean I plan on having Game Pass again so like I can revisit it but uh don't get your hopes up. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. They're not up. Yeah. Cuz like it really I feel like with the limited amount of game time that we have Yeah. Yeah. It like and and it really does still generally sound like what we played <laughs> back then. Yeah, yeah. So and like that just wasn't that interesting to me. Um as much as like I really like the sailing and stuff and like the Creed games and whatever, I think that stuff is great. It's like I need something else. I I, I need something else, not just like cosmetics to work towards, you know? Yeah. So that that's always been my concern with that game. Is like it sounds yeah. like it's kinda like, yeah, it's a playground and you can do all this other stuff and there could be funny interactions and whatever, and that's great. Uh but I, I just don't play games that way, really. Like, what about Minecraft? Isn't that isn't that that's how a that creative works? game? Uh, that's me being that's that, that's me getting to be creative. Okay. Because that's what I primarily okay. do in that. That's what I primarily do in Valheim too. Like, I just yeah. I just like building shit. That that's that's yeah. what is appealing in those games to me. Um, yeah, that's what you're working towards. Yeah, yeah, like. I, I think it's cool, like, I mean, Minecraft got a little more crazy and involved where, like, you can build, the stuff that you build actually does have a purpose, and that's the same thing with Valheim. That's why Valheim, I think, is really good, actually, is, like, the yeah. stuff that you're building is, like, the pro the progression also. So, like, you're progressing through blueprints to make better things so that you're more effective against the actual com in combat and stuff, and, and that's good. Uh, so yeah, like it, it could be a similar experience where it's like, oh, we're just playing this and not really accomplishing anything except killing a couple bosses or yeah. whatever. But, but because it has that other layer of like creativity, like if yeah. I could like build my ship from scratch in Sea of Thieves, I'd probably be way more interested. Yeah. Like some weird thing like that, you know. Like you can build planks over the holes when I know. We, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> run it, run it on the island. Yeah, I know. And you know what's actually? Yeah, it's. I wish, I wish Rare was listening right now because I love Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts so fucking much, and they could have implemented something like that in Sea of Thieves. They could have made a build your own ship kind of thing. Yeah, like that. That would have been fascinating. Um, cause that was, again, that was why I liked nuts and bolts so much <laughs> cause it was yeah. just make your own shit to accomplish these nothing tasks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it makes sense. It's definitely like a make your own fun type of game, mm-hmm. but it just uh, the general goofiness of being a pirate, I think, is achieved, and yeah, that's appealing. Yeah, I mean they they there's uh I feel like there's always stuff still coming out for that game. So yeah, those tall tale things are pretty cool. Like the one the few that we've done, yeah, have been kind of neat just to uh, just like the story elements built in. Mm-hmm. So, cool. I guess you could say you're working toward that. I don't know. <laughs> Seeing the narrative, the lore, yeah. the lore of Sea of Thieves. Well, it's like a it's like a treasure hunt kind of thing. Yeah. Like the 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 first the first time you went to an island and and went to the X and dug up the treasure, it's like neat. But like the second time, you're like, okay, that's all this is. <laughs> but like the tall tales are like that sequence, but it, way extended. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's cool about yeah. it. Cool. Well, I'm glad you are finally getting to play it. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm uh I've had that on my Steam library for a long time mm-hmm. and it's nice to put those games to use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just having sit having them sit there uninstalled. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh I think that was it, right? That was the end of the list. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Um Next time, I so something that I really wanted to play before this episode, I, I actually literally forgot I was going to start it yesterday, and I just was playing Deathloop. Um, Deltarune Chapter 2 came out, and that is like the not Undertale, but Undertale game that I didn't even realize. The first chapter came out three years ago. <laughs> so, And this is supposed to be a five-chapter thing. That is, who knows when it's ever going to be completed. Deltarune came out like five years after. It came out. It came out a few years after Undertale. Long time after. Yeah. 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 So, so I really liked both Undertale and Deltarune. I thought Deltarune was awesome. I think the gameplay is better. The combat is better in Deltarune, and uh, I really am excited. Can you play Deltarune without playing Undertale? Yeah, because they're not. They're related, but they're not related. It's so weird. Like, I actually, like, can't wait to see what they do with it because Undertale was really cool for... We don't even need to talk about it. It it, it was unique. And uh, Deltarune, like, it it's it's Undertale re... You know, it's the same letters, Mixed. right? It's the same letters, so it's just yeah. called Deltarune. And then there's a bunch of, like, characters and themes and things from undertale but toby fox the creator explicitly says it has nothing to do with undertale but it definitely does it it has to because when you when you at least based on the first chapter of delta rune there are so many things that relate back to undertale and none of it's explicit because they like change names and they change everything they change they reworked everything that it's not a sequel it's not anything but it super is and it's gonna they're all i would be shocked if somehow that isn't like a long con like saying they're not related they're not related and as far as we know from what we played they actually aren't related but like i feel like by the time it actually wraps up it will be somehow um but yeah i mean delta rune right now they just surprised released the second episode like three or four days ago or something when we were recording. And um, 
the first two episodes are free. You don't even have to buy it. So, uh, I think it's only on PC right now. The first episode might have actually come to other platforms. I can't remember, which is weird. But, um, like, to not release the complete thing on it, you know? But, yeah, I'm I'm probably going to play that next for sure. So... So I'm going into an outage in October. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if I will be on the next episode or if you will. I'll, we'll fig- I'll figure something out. Special guest, yeah, it? maybe. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you're looking forward to playing besides that? Metroid I know uh, is so soon. Melty Blood comes out in ten days. Are you going to get Melty Blood? <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to be around, no, I'm not getting Melty Blood. Because <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I won't, I'm going to get that. For I sure. won't play it with anybody else. So. Yeah, um, I think Josh was planning on buying it. Really? Yeah. Uh, um, Me and Josh have been playing lots of fighting games together, man. We put mad time into Power Rangers. He bought Power Rangers? No, nah, it's on Games Pass. Oh, it is. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I haven't played Guilty Gear in what feels like forever. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to Metroid for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll probably get through that during the outage, I bet. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I forget what else is on the horizon. Lots of like indie games. Do you have any interest in Riders Republic? Me and Josh were talking about that the other day. I don't even know what that day. is. It's the Ubisoft game where it's like extreme sports. Oh, with, like, I I don't uh, know. I could look into it. There, it looks like extreme sports version of Horizon. Yeah, like Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I I I thought Steep was actually a pretty good snowboarding game. That was that was Ubisoft's last yeah. thing. Um, I didn't play that much. Yeah, I think it, it looks but... cool. You should look into it. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. I, as has been a theme, I'm not really paying attention to a lot of release schedule stuff. So all I'm thinking about is Metroid. <laughs> That's like yeah. all I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll don't know what next episode will be. We'll see. Don't know what the future brings. Nope. I got a couple things to plug at the end here. Okay. All right. Number one is as always my wife's blog, popcornreviews.com. Check it out. She's still still ticking away in there. Still got some nice stuff for uh, pop culture enthusiasts. <laughs> and uh, the other thing that I'm going to plug is uh, at the risk of Nick getting mad at I me. I am already mad because I knew you were going to. How did you know? Because you can't help yourself because you're sick. What was I going to plug? I'm not saying it. All right. Um, I just want to implore anyone who's listening to this, who has ever in their lives had any interest in wrestling whatsoever, <laughs> and they they have any interest to, to watch AEW. It's on TNT, it's on Wednesday nights at 8, and it's on Friday nights at 10. It is so hot right now. It is literally the best wrestling product that's been on TV since wrestling was like a thing that everybody in pop culture followed, which would have been like 99, 2000, like Stone Cold and The Rock. <laughs> it is that good. It is better than that, I would even say. Wow. And it will not be 
that good for this long. There is no way a company could stay that hot for this long. And I implore you to just check it out because it's amazing. <laughs> That's it. That's my spiel. Cool. Yep. I don't have any plugs. So. You don't like things. I like a lot of things. <laughs> I'm just being stupid. <laughs> the new Wolves in the Throne Room album is pretty good. Uh, I know my EPP is calling. Uh oh. Anyway, that's uh yeah that's gonna do it for this one. Uh, follow us on basically just Twitter at Whiff Punish Game, and you can get at us at whiffpunishgame at gmail dot com for anything you want to ask us or give us feedback on, and that's gonna do it for this one. All right. Keep playing games, everybody. All right, peace. And watch wrestling. You thought I'm dead and done. You'll know for sure tonight. I'm rising from my shallow grave. And I'm molding my switchblade tight. Cause you can blast me with dynamite. But I won't rest in pieces. I'm a revenant, baby. And I'll be back It's gonna be one pale morning All middle of the night When I come round to take your life I know it will feel alright Cause you can bury me underground Paved over for good measure I'm a revenant baby And I'll be I'm a rebel.